When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome in to a special Rule 5 draft edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast. My name is Derek Monti, occasionally known as your mayor of Rule 5 Draft Town. This guy over here is, knows way more about it than I do. He's the thunderstick and your vice mayor, the one and only Jesse Friedman. You don't have to belittle yourself like that. I just wanted to start right out of the game. Not like the first 30 seconds of the show. Oh my gosh. I mean, you're not wrong. It's just, there it is. I don't know if you want to say it. Right, right, right. right. Do you have any any more? You want to get any more in? Uh, You can go ahead. We'll we'll go. Uh, Of course, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. I was ready to go to war with the PHNX Sun Devils guys over them attempting to assassinate you on our show the other day. Uh, with a Nerf gun, but now I don't know so much if uh, if I want to go to bat for you. I, wow! I I'm just saying, I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm ready to part ways with people is what I'm saying. And if Sean wants to come in and take his shot at Jesse now, uh, he can feel free to do so. But uh, baseball teams might be feeling the same way. Of course, teams have until 6 p.m. Eastern, which is 4 p.m. our time tonight, to make their final decisions about their 40-man rosters. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are uh, in a little bit of a predicament when it comes to that because they do have some very good prospects that are currently rule five draft eligible. They do. Yeah. Dominic Fletcher will be added today. Pretty much no question there. We can pretty much say that definitively. Justin Martinez, I think is another name that is really a non-negotiable after seeing what he did in the Arizona fall league and how good he was there. Uh, It's no secret. The diamondbacks don't have a whole lot of uh, relievers who throw you know, upwards of 100 miles an hour uh, with a couple of decent secondary pitches in their system already. So he's definitely a guy they're going to want to hold on to. And it doesn't make it easier to hold on to him when he had such a good showing in the Arizona Fall League, especially considering that the purpose of that league a lot of the time is for scouts to go out there and see the top talent amongst prospects. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I think guys get sent to the Fall League really so that teams can figure out if they want to protect them from the Rule 5 draft or not. I don't think that was the case with Martinez. I think it's just a good opportunity for him in general to yeah. get some more innings in and show what he can do. But I think he made it abundantly clear that he'll be he'll be one of those guys that the D-backs add to the 40-man today. There are a couple of other names as well. Dominic Canzone. Um, I think there's a pretty good chance that we see him added uh, to the 40-man roster so that uh, he would be off limits from, from the Rule 5 draft. Um, I think Blaze Alexander is another name who's sort of on the edge, um, somewhat fits in like the Buddy Kennedy category from last year. I know we were all surprised that Buddy Kennedy was not protected from the Rule 5 draft last year, uh, but no team selected him anyway. Um, So that's a big part of the calculation here is like 
it's not just a matter of, you know, which players are you like wanting to protect moving forward? It's like, which players do you think other teams would realistically carry on their roster right. for a whole season? Um, so there's there's plenty of guys who are good prospects who are Rule 5 eligible that the D-backs don't have to protect because there's no way that a team is going to actually carry them on a big league roster for an entire year. Um, Michael McDermott says, I think there will be a trade today. Very uh, well also, also very possible. So uh, it's an exciting day, Derek. It I know is. it's a random random day in November uh, during the offseason, but there's a lot of interesting things that could happen today. And, and it just pops up and all of a sudden makes things exciting, right? It, it does. Makes things at least a little spicy, right? Really, when it comes down to it, the Diamondbacks have a lot of outfielders right now that are currently Rule 5 eligible, but uh, one of the guys that MLB.com chose to pick out as a tough decision for the Arizona Diamondbacks was Connor Grams, who is one of their only pitchers uh, that's currently Rule 5 draft eligible besides uh, Martinez. And again, I think there the, the the idea is that the Diamondbacks really they have four of their six, seven uh, currently eligible prospects that are outfielders. The Diamondbacks are already flooded with outfielder depth and talent. So, yeah. you know, outside of Dominic Fletcher, I really feel like it could be even Dominic Canzone that we could see not protected. Now, like you said, when it comes to the Rule 5 draft, this is the way it works for those of you that aren't unfamiliar. Uh, the Rule 5 draft actually takes place at the winter meetings in San Diego this year. It does. It'll be on Wednesday, December 7th. If a team picks up, uh, if, if they draft one of the eligible players, then there's like a $100,000 transfer fee that they have to pay. And then if they don't call that player up over the course of the next year, then that player can be given back to the prior team for $50,000. The point I'm making is it's fucking weird as shit. I don't understand the rule five draft. <laughs> I don't understand why baseball has to always be so goddamn complicated when it comes to this stuff. It drives me nuts. Like what the hell is all of this? And it just, it's, it's kind of like everything, right? It's kind of like when, yeah. when, the, when players are eligible to be, you know, paid a significant amount of money, you know, how many years they have to be in the league and everything like baseball. Is so ridiculously weird when it comes to this stuff. But Again, the Diamondbacks are in a tough position. Some teams don't have nearly as many uh, eligible players as the Diamondbacks do. Some have more than the Diamondbacks, so uh, they're just in a in a predicament where they could see you know potential prospect be picked off by another team. As weird as it, as it is, there is a there is a method to the madness here for for MLB. The reason that the Rule Five Draft exists is so that teams don't just stuff like major league level players sure. in AAA yeah. and just kind of leave them there to rot until they feel that they need them. Correct. Um, it's to try to make sure that players in the minor leagues are given a fair shot um, and that when they're ready to play in the majors, that they're not just stuck there waiting for forever. And after a certain number of years, if a team doesn't have an opportunity for them, uh, doesn't have room for them on the 40-man roster, then it opens the door for another team uh, to claim them. And there have been some very good players taken um, in the past, Johan Santana, uh, before he did everything that he did That's for right. the Minnesota Twins, right. uh, he was taken in the Rule 5 draft by the Angels, I want to say, and then traded <laughs> to the Minnesota Twins. Um, yeah, so angels, angels continue to lose, right? Yeah, it's just another, uh, I think it was the Angels, but yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise well, me given uh, given their their past. And the Diamondbacks really are that case when it comes to outfielder depth, right? There are some guys that absolutely yeah. could be ready, including Dominic Fletcher, who might not get an opportunity based on the fact that the team has so many quality outfielders currently on their major league roster and even waiting in the wings yeah. in the minor leagues, right? But uh, for this year, 
like what Jesse said, that would mean a player that's either an international or a high school draft pick signed in 2018, and now they're eligible. Or if they were a college player taken in the 2019 draft, they're eligible. So right. these are guys that have at least been in their systems for three to four years and are guys that, like Jesse said, could very well be major league ready but not being given an opportunity based on the organization that they are currently signed with. So yeah, I, the, from that aspect, it makes sense because – no other sport really has a minor league system that's as robust and complicated as baseball does. And baseball is just one of it's those true. games that, for one for one reason or another, inexplicably needs all of this shit. But whatever. <laughs> uh, the, the, the does make it exciting, though, because we have been kind of talking about the Diamondbacks possibly being in the trade market. And the Diamondbacks and Mike Hazen have said that they are no longer trading for prospects. So... If there is a trade that's made, it should be a, a trade that is made to make the major league roster better. And we could see that trade made as early as right now, anytime between <laughs> now and four o'clock. I'm sure it'll happen ten minutes after. Are we, we just going to go podcast. for? Are we just going to go for three hours? We're going to try. We're going to try. <laughs> but Jacob's going to cut us off probably after 35 minutes. That would be my guess. Definitely. Definitely. Thanks, Jacob. Uh, Fodge is here, everybody. By the way, so send your positive Fodge comments. Uh, to him. And of course, uh, we thank our friends at Four Peaks Brewing Company for always keeping us uh, joyful, like the joy bus while we uh, make sure to check out their A Street Pub and make sure to join us because we will be at that A Street Pub for all U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches. And uh, not only that, but that's coming up less than two weeks away. So join us for that. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, so much more. Uh, $3 kill lifters, $3 these guys. Uh, of course, uh, those U.S. and Mexico team rosters recently dropped. So make sure to check that out if you are a uh, football aficionado uh, and make sure to join us. Uh, register for free. Click the link in the show notes to do that and make sure uh, to, to come on out. J yes, Jesse will be there. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Mark. <laughs> that's all you need to know. But, uh, also, what you need to know is that Underdog is the place for you to go get some uh, higher or lower uh, game in. You also get fantasy uh, game that you win some money, everything over at Underdog. I love Underdog uh, because, of course, I still am bragging about the $1,000 I won on pitch counts. But you can do stuff just like that. Uh, NBA, NFL, it doesn't matter. There's all sorts of fun to be had. Uh, higher or lower, all you do, you find your favorite player, you find your favorite sport, you pick higher or lower on a, on a stat that they give you, and you win yourself some money. The more uh, the more picks you add, the more money you could win. So definitely check that out. I know uh, our friend Shane is a huge fan of underdog, and Jesse is a huge fan of overdogs. Uh, so, I am. I yeah, am. Of course. Uh, <laughs> make sure to check that out. Uh, go go check that out for a Suns game. That's one of my favorite times to, to use the underdog app. And you can download that in your app store. Sign up with promo code PHNX, and underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdog fantasy. Promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. Uh, Rookie of the Year awards were given out yesterday, Jesse. They MLB were. Rookie of the Year awards. And, of course, uh, we are not surprised by who won in the American League. Are you maybe a little surprised by the National League? We have Julio Rodriguez and Michael Harris the second. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's interesting. I think both of these races were... Um, even though the votes didn't necessarily communicate this, I think that both races are actually very close, um, specifically in the National League, where it was like the battle of these two Atlanta Braves, right? Spencer Strider and and Michael Harris, who both had outstanding years. Absolutely. Um, I, I think I would go against the grain a little bit, and I would probably go with Spencer Strider. Um, I think there were only eight 
people who said that out of 30 who gave the first place vote to Strider. Um, but the reality is what Strider did with Atlanta down the stretch was just absolutely insane. Uh, I have a tweet from uh, from Codify, which says uh, the lowest single season FIP in the last 100 years for 120 plus innings pitched. Spencer Strider is on that list in with the eighth lowest FIP ever um, in the last 100 in the last 100 years for 120 or more innings pitched with a 1.83 FIP. Um, so yeah, I I think it's just insane what what the guy was able to do. If you look at like WAR numbers. They're basically identical, so you really can't make a strong case one way or the other. Um, I know uh, Strider kind of came into the picture a little bit later in the year for the Braves, so maybe that was part of it. But um, in my mind, I would probably lean Strider, but I I don't necessarily have a huge problem with people picking Harris. I mean, they're they're both great options. Here. It's it's gonna be a shame that Strider is gonna miss out just barely on both the Rookie of the Year and the Cy Young because I feel like he'll be edged out there as well. But yeah, he doesn't have a chance. No, he does not. But he definitely <laughs> had himself an incredible year. If he had pitched 200 innings at the same pace, then yeah. then, then yeah, yeah, Sandy Alcantara might want to watch his back. But sure. uh, but yeah, uh, 115 innings or whatever it was, that's let's, not going to do. Let's it. take a look at where uh, everybody finished, and a familiar face is also on this list. Of course, here's the breakdown of the top five vote getters for National League Rookie of the Year: uh, Michael Harris. The second, obviously, with the most first-place votes there, Spencer Strider. Uh, and then Brendan Donovan from the St. Louis Cardinals. But they're fourth and fourth. A guy we know, friend of the show. There you go. Big Mac, Jake McCarthy, a.k.a. Rake McCarthy, showing up on that list. And I was going to ask, is that is that a surprise to you? I mean, at one point this season, you wrote an article about Alec Thomas making a case yeah. <laughs> for being Rookie of the Year. And now here we're looking at, at, at Jake McCarthy being the one that made it in the top five i honestly yes i mean i i'm not i'm not surprised at this point i think we totally could probably have seen coming that he would finish fourth um in the voting here no surprises there but like a few months ago if you'd asked me yeah or if you told me like yeah jake mccarthy is gonna finish in the top five in rookie of the year voting and alec thomas is gonna be on the list I, I would have thought you were crazy. I mean, Jake McCarthy wasn't good in the big leagues over his first couple stints. He didn't get much opportunity. Um, but then he went back down to AAA and hit like 370 uh, toward the middle of the season. And, and they brought him back up to the majors and, and never sent him back down. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's crazy what Jake McCarthy was was able to accomplish. And uh, he's deserving of, of the fourth place finish for sure. Can maybe make a case. For him in, in third place, uh, Brendan Donovan has maybe become something of a nemesis for D-backs fans, given that he also uh, won the Utility Gold Glove He's Award He's a um, when Tommy Edmond probably should have should have won that anyway. But Dalton uh, Varsho should have won it. Dalton Varsho had a better case than Brendan Donovan, in, in my opinion sure. there. So, uh, yeah, not not great that uh, Donovan edges out another Diamondback, I guess, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, still incredible what, what McCarthy was able to do. And I think, I think voters honored that in the American league, we had Julio Rodriguez win it. And I don't think that there's any surprises there when it comes to yeah. J-Rod being your American league rookie of the year. He took the world by storm, uh, as a Seattle Mariner. And not only that, but he had one of the most wholesome celebration parties that you could imagine. <laughs> Jesse, this is how I imagine that like a friend of mine would have celebrated at home with his parents and his siblings, a little confetti, 
Uh, some balloons some drop balloons. in a little bit that they got maybe from Walmart. Maybe they went to Party City for those. Those look a little <laughs> maybe MLB sent those. I don't know. I, I dig the baseball balloons. I want to know where I can get me some of those. But uh, a, a great moment, out, absolutely outstanding. And like, there's just something about that video that is very indicative of of Julio Rodriguez. Like, he's yeah. just this fun, joyful player that just seems to be so good for the game so much fun to watch and like really just had himself an incredible year you know yeah you, you can't you couldn't ask for more i don't think being being uh, a rookie in this league no i mean what what he did he was everything that the mariners could have possibly hoped he would be and there's a reason they gave him this absurd contract with all of these ridiculous incentives and brett johnson's um, right the mariners did get an extra draft pick for that too yep because he was a top 100 prospect and one rookie of the year, which is what you were talking about with the Diamondbacks potentially adding Alec Thomas uh, to the to the roster for the D-backs earlier in the season, right? So, yeah, I would need to look into that a little bit more. Um, there, are, You have to have the player on your roster by a certain day um, in order to be eligible for that. So I'm not sure the Mariners would have gotten uh, an, extra, an extra draft pick as a result. Um, I'm trying to remember what part of the year julio rodriguez was called was up okay. i don't think i i think it would have had to be opening day and that was not the case so um so i'd have to look a little bit more into that but um but yeah regardless i mean julio rodriguez is um uh, i think going to be a staple in this game for a really long time he did make the opening day roster he did okay he did make the there Mariners you go opening day roster. yeah yeah so brett is brett is spot on there um yeah so that's i guess another just another perk oh for the God. for the mariners and all of this <laughs> Adley Rushman, though, I do think uh, probably should have gotten a little bit more love than he did. Uh, I was following a, an interesting conversation on Twitter earlier today that uh, wins above replacement might not value catchers as much as it really should. Um, and so maybe Adley Rushman was a little bit undervalued in, in this competition and should have gotten a little bit more love than he did. But let me ask you this. Wouldn't your, <laughs> would, wouldn't your uh, like... I guess casual MLB fans say, "Who the hell is that?" versus Julio Rodriguez and just the breakout season he had as being a superstar in this league. I, I know stats are matter significantly here, but not, yeah. only, not only was Julio Rodriguez great statistically and an exciting like player personality that that brings a lot of attention to the game, but the Mariners made the playoffs and they did. He was a big reason why they were able to do so. So I, I don't and know. the Orioles had like a. a 30 plus game turnaround That's from last also year. Very true. But again, when you don't make the playoffs, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about you. That's what I'm saying. Adley Rushman, though, I mean, like 254, 362, 445. I mean, being as good of a defender as he is and as good of a leader as he is, like he's also everything the Orioles could have hoped for. Sure. He played 113 games. Rodriguez played 132. I think that if if they were on equal footing in terms of the opportunities that they had, I think I would probably lean Adley Rutschman on this. Um, he's take. just, I mean, he's just, if you have a catcher who can hit, yeah. like there's like three of them. We were talking <laughs> like, about that. The, that's, why I was, that's why I was so adamant about spending all the money on Wilson Contreras yesterday. It's that same thing, like to be able to bring somebody yeah, which over. Which the Diamondbacks will not do. I but, know, but still, it's fun <laughs> to dream. Why do, you, why, do you have to, why do you like this? Why do you like this? I think, uh, Derek, are you saying that Carson Kelly isn't good enough for you? <laughs> quick talk say something uh, answer this question i think carson kelly is uh fine he's fine he's yeah fine. that's that's probably he's the, fine. an appropriate word 
he just Carson Kelly has shown flashes of being something more than fine. Hitting 320 for a little period. Of yeah, time like he think he, he was really do that. in 2019. He had a really really good season. He kind of faded down the down toward the end of the year, but still was really good overall. But yeah, I think there have been times when D-backs fans have kind of been ready to give up on Carson Kelly, and then he goes on a little hot streak, and then you kind of have confidence again, and yep. uh, it's been a lot, a lot of up and down there. But the D-backs are interested in doing something this offseason from a catching standpoint. So I think that's probably more of a backup catcher than, than replacing Carson Kelly, but yeah. uh, we'll, we'll see. Could be Cooper Hummel, or Cooper Hummel could be DFA before the end of today. Who knows? It is, it because is it's a crazy day, and we have no idea where these 40-man rosters are are going to end up. So that's a good reason to stay tuned and join us tomorrow as we're going to update you on everything that happens today, including chatting with Mike Hazen this evening at some point about whatever goes down with the D-back. So we'll be back tomorrow with that information for you guys. But before we move on, I wanted to ask, are you giving it to Spencer Strider in the National League? Because I feel like I am. Like that, that yeah. Julio Rodriguez won it for me in the American League, but Strider would be the only change I would make there. Would you... Yeah. Would you would yep. you would you give it to Rushman in, in the American League or would you stick with Julio? I would probably stick with Julio. Okay. I would prob but it's tough. I mean, it's really close. But yeah, I would give it to Strider instead of instead of Michael Harris. Yep. Again, very, very close. But I mean, I just don't know what you could po- what more you could possibly have asked for. I That's mean, his true. his numbers were just ridiculous. How like the strikeout rate and a pretty low walk rate. There wasn't really anything that Spencer Strider did that that wasn't like, wow, this guy is like an elite starting pitcher in this league. So, uh, yeah, he deserves his flowers for sure. Very, very true. Very true. Well, if you haven't done so already, make sure to sign up uh, for a membership over at gophnx.com. That way you can read all of Jesse's wonderful writing. Sometimes he gives it to you for free. Like his most recent piece is available. Uh, what, Today's just a, it's a fun one. It's, it's just a, fun, a one. fun one. It's looking back on the Diamondbacks' 10 hardest hit balls of 2022. And spoiler alert, they weren't all in play for hits and of course not because no, it's the diamondbacks not. but uh, make sure you check <laughs> not that because out. it's the diamondbacks but because it's baseball it's, it's baseball it's true <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't matter how yeah. hard you hit the baseball it just it's gonna find you can have way. an it's, xba it's, of 800 and hit the ball a million miles an hour and it's correct. gonna go right into the glove of the second baseman that's the way it's gonna work but of course check that out if you haven't done so already get yourself a membership for gophnx.com you can get an annual membership and you'll get your first month for just 50 uh, excuse me You'll get a free T-shirt from the phnxlocker.com, free hat, free whatever you want over there. Go over, check it out, phnxlocker.com. You'll get uh, membership discounts as well, whether you're an annual member or a month-to-month member. If you're month-to-month, you can get your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, you'll get those discounts at phnxlocker.com. You'll also get members-only uh, access to our Discord as well as members-only invites to our events. So make sure to sign up to do so. If you're watching us right now on the uh, phnx Sports YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live. Leave us a little thumbs up uh, for my own self-esteem. And, of course, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure to subscribe to us there as well and leave us a review. We'd appreciate you for doing so. Uh, before we get out of here, this guy over here has been given a homework assignment. He's I been have. given movies to watch, and we want to make sure that we're following up on him. And we are very excited to introduce our brand-new segment, <laughs> Jesse Hasn't Seen It. <laughs> And this week on Jesse Hasn't Seen It, <laughs> Jesse has now seen the classic baseball film, The Sandlot. I'm really ashamed about this one, honestly. You should be. The fact that, that I hadn't seen this seen one it, before you now. you know why you should be ashamed, I do. Right? I absolutely oh do. Oh, my God. I'm so mad at you still for not having watched this. But I forgive it's you because fair. now you've seen it. It's so fair. 
what were your initial uh, feelings on this movie? Well, so of course, knowing me, I had to I had to put some numbers on it, right? So, uh, Jacob, can we get the, uh, the let's stat, take a look the at the cast, let's take a look at the, the movie Statcast stat breakdown. Metrics. Yeah, good job, Jesse. <laughs> of course, you had to nerd it up. I had to. Um, pretty well across the board. There's a lot. There's a lot of bright red. Yeah, that's a lot on yeah, the there, screen there. there. Of, I like I like that the dog uh, dog in him is at 99 because of course. There's a dog in this film that plays. There a is. Role, I so. wasn't a. Re- that won't be a category for every movie necessarily, but if there's a dog in the film, for sure, yeah. there's going to be. Although in this case, they refer to the dog as as the beast. The beast, uh, the beast, of course, him. throughout yeah. throughout uh, most of most of the uh, the movie. But uh, yeah, for for people on audio, I've got plot at seventy eight. I've what, got. Is this on a scale of, of zero to a hundred? Zero to a hundred. Okay. Zero to a hundred. This is yep. a twenty to eighty. Scale? No, this is not the scouting scale. Okay. Um, you'll note it. It can't be twenty to eighty because there's a ninety nine. There are multiple numbers there. that yeah. are above eighty got on it. the screen. Got it. Uh, <laughs> um, I have cinematography at fifty seven. Acting seventy one. Why? So cinematography is fifty seven because um, I don't. Some of the stuff with with the beast was just like. I don't know, like the way that the dust was like floating in the air sure. constantly. It was, it was like it was, kind of was, like a smoke effect, but it was, it was just dust. It was a Muppet at times too. Did you pick up on that? That it wasn't always yes, a dog, yes. right? Yes, there was also there was, was the, also that was the use of a Muppet. I think that did. Some? I think that did play a, a a sizable role in this rating being a little bit lower. But again, fifty seven is still above. It's average. still above average. I'm not. Yeah, fifty seven is. It's still. From. It's still yeah. a light shade of red. Yeah. Uh, rewatchability is 81. Very high. Um, Very high rewatchability. I would actually, yeah, I would, I, going in, I kind of expected it to be a classic that I wouldn't really ever care to watch again. Uh-huh. That was not the case. Yeah. It was a very fun movie to yeah. watch all the way through. But it's both, right? Like this is a yeah. classic kids movie. And when I say that, I mean like there are just some kids movies that transcend, you know, I'm too old to watch this, right? This has just enough like... Uh, you know, when we were kids, the adult stuff, right? The the infamous uh, chewing tobacco. Yeah, right. And every, everything <laughs> with Wendy Peppercorn and everything like yes. that, right? These were your standard young kids that wanted to be adults before their time was, you know, around. And I just, for me personally, uh, you know, I, I, I loved this movie as a kid. I loved it growing up. I've never, there's never been a time where I wouldn't watch this film, but uh, I can't tell you how much the beginning of it means to me now, right? Hmm. The the walk into the empty baseball stadium, going sure. up to the press box, preparing himself to be the announcer for the game. Like, as, as you can attest to now, because you're part of this too, it's very reminiscent of what we do. And like, yeah. I just remember being a young kid that thought that that was the coolest thing ever. Like, that was like the coolest job. So for me personally, there's times where I can't, believe that even after doing this for 11 seasons and 10 years that I still get to be uh, doing that walk through an empty there baseball stadium and there riding the go. elevator up to the press elevator. Right. But this movie has so many quality scenes like yeah. you know, just being a kid in America in, you know, in an indescribable oldie time. 50s, Do we know 60s. where officially? I know it's like Southern California. Yeah, Do they ever identify yeah, yeah. where exactly we are? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it's just kind of ambiguous. But like, yeah, it definitely had Southern California. Obviously, that's where it's filmed. But like, yeah, yeah. I mean, even him going on to play for the Dodgers and everything right. like that. Benny, Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Uh, th- this movie, though, another thing is, is I think we can all relate to having a friend that was much better at us than at everything in life. <laughs> Then, that's that's right? fair. It's that's kind of Sean DePaz a little bit in this office, maybe even <laughs> Saul too. 
As much as we give Saul shit, Saul is way you too mean good because, at everything. Because Saul had never played pickleball before. Saul is and, the most incredibly all competitive person I've ever met in my <laughs> life. But when I say that, I don't just mean he's competitive. I mean, well, Saul will literally do his research and practice and become better at you than something that you might even be good at. That's the way he is. And uh, I, I, I love these guys. <laughs> Mark says that's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. I also you. I we still got to get the ooze handshake down, Mark. Oh, there you go. Uh, I have to agree with Gabriel, who said as great as the fireworks scene is, it's clearly filmed off a TV set or something, it's weird that it wasn't stock. Yeah, it the fireworks scene doesn't. The oh, cinematography are you talking about when they're there. playing baseball yeah, under the lights of the yeah, fireworks? Yeah, just there's something the there's something it just doesn't look quite right about what's going on there. So uh, You're that very would be picky for a movie that was made in 1993. Yeah, well, I'm not factoring in the age of the movie. Yeah, it's, you really I'm, gonna, I'm I'm going to review these movies with yeah. like my current you know modern day standards and uh, right. this one it fell a little short in that regard in some ways that's why the cinematography is so low that's why and i mean it's not that, that low it's still above average it's still pretty low it's still pretty low um and i take offense to that because i think the sandlot itself was perfect i think the treehouse was perfect i think the treehouse is pretty perfect I, I, yeah I, I very much appreciate the uh locales of of them going places right because as a kid you're very limited on where you're going anyway school the public pool your friend's house right. for baseball. You're not allowed to go much, many places else other than that. But uh, all right. Well, we're glad to have you review that. The next movie Jesse hasn't seen is Major League, another baseball movie. So there we're giving him a baseball assignment, this time on the opposite spectrum of wholesomeness from The Sandlot. <laughs> Though I will say that uh, Squints and Wendy Peppercorn definitely uh, are very, very much qualified this movie to be a little bit closer to Major League than I'm. I'm making it out to be, but so I have, I have a couple a couple more things to say about this. Oh, all right, let's go. so so I picked a character who I think is most like me, and, okay. and I try to pick a character who's most like you. Okay. I think I'm most like Scott Smalls. You're right. I think I, I think that's You're pretty right. obvious. I think that's. Uh, I mean, I, you have the fish hat. I think that he watching was told to throw watching the, the kids like try to explain to him how to play baseball reminded me of like you all like talking to me about all of the pop culture things that Correct. I don't get where I just like, it just doesn't like compute yeah. in my brain what yeah. you're talking about. Um, and yeah, he's just like kind of a sweet, like kind of innocent kid, you know? So, yeah. but there's only uh, one answer for me. What? Clearly. Uh, an answer for what? For what I would be, who, which character. I okay. Would be yeah. What do you think? To. What do you think? I'm ham. Okay. Jesse? That's what, that's what I had to, that's what I had to. I yeah. mean, there's no doubt about that. You've, you've told me that you were like kind of a chubbier child i was a chubby child. So, I'm still a pretty chubby adult myself right now so yes no i haven't changed much and i still like uh cakes and cookies so that's not changed but uh, i think it's also the shit talking and yeah and yeah that was the main wrestler. thing so i mean what are we even talking about <laughs> what are we even doing of course i'm ham his uh yeah him talking trash behind the plate as if <laughs> yeah that was, was outstanding that was scene. outstanding uh, uh as far as the plot of this movie is concerned i do have a couple of small beefs here let's go um bill becomes entirely too nice upon returning from his business trip um he was a menace like like that guy, I wanted to smack that guy mm -hmm. before he left for his business trip, and then he comes back. It's not his kid, Jesse. Yeah, it's not his kid. But like, I don't know. Why it, should he have to go play catch with him? <laughs> wow. And the okay. The first thing he does is get hit in the face. Come on, I'd be annoyed with that kid too. Like, come on. I I don't know. He comes back and like, I don't know. It just it, from being the character that he was before leaving 
for the business trip and sure. then and then returning it just didn't i don't know it just didn't line up it's just like now it's all smiles they're having fun in the backyard and everything it's like no this is not the bill but is this after he got the murderer's row ball spoiler alert what are you making me do here i, I feel like i'm just <laughs> I, I hope movie. everyone has seen the same lot at this point i'm pretty sure i'm the only person who likes baseball <laughs> on the planet who has not seen this movie so i Fair wouldn't enough. uh wouldn't worry too much Fair about enough. that but uh charles woodall pike in the comments said major league is where i heard a certain word for the first time yes welcome thank you yeah that's, <laughs> can't wait we all, can't we wait all grew that. up a lot watching major league as small children didn't we? <laughs> all right well it's exciting and thank you for that i'm excited and we are going to slowly culture jesse uh, as, it's we, a, as we, move it's along. a weekly, it's a weekly thing, weekly yeah, process. Yeah, slowly getting better as a person one week <laughs> after the next. But uh, make sure that you, if you're new to something like DraftKings Sportsbook, you try it out the way that Jesse's trying out these movies. And if you're a new customer, you can make any five dollar NBA money line bet. And if your bet wins, you will get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use our promo code of PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make that bet and make that money. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Like I said yesterday, I've been doing much better on my NBA money line bets, and I will say that maybe, maybe, uh, maybe don't do as many parlays. I was doing a lot of parlays. I wasn't hitting my parlays, but I kind of broke it down. Maybe simplify your parlays. Don't go as many legs. I don't know what to tell you, but try to win that money. That's what the goal of this is. And uh, I will say that I, thanks to the Suns, uh, I have lost. Uh, money over the last couple of days, but I'll be back. Don't worry. Uh, so will the Suns. So will the Suns, damn it. Um, in the meantime, I have plenty of OGs to tie me over. And of course, uh, my favorite flavor is the orange cream skull of our friends over at OGs Gummies. Uh, we have a new deal with them. We're very excited to be partnering with, with them for the foreseeable future. I tried to be their spokesperson. They said that doesn't fly because we're the number one edibles company in Arizona. Mm. Uh, I was trying to be clever, but of course, I'm still enjoying their products regardless of if they make me their smokesperson or not. Uh, you can try them too. They have a wide variety of doses, strains, uh, and of course, uh, flavors to choose from. They're all about flavoring life, and they have that uh, the new sleep edition gummy that I can't seem to find anywhere. Mostly because everybody loves it so much, it's just sold out. Mm. I need to go to OGs directly and be like, "Hey, remember me? I'm the guy that tried to be your smokesperson. Can I get some?" Because everybody wants a good night's sleep, so make sure to try that out. Wonderful flavor uh, called Aquaberry, and uh, of course, wide variety of flavors and doses to choose from. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Jesse, we have a fun afternoon of seeing what the Arizona Diamondbacks yeah. do. As it stands, no moves have been made yet, but of course, that's going to change the minute we wrap this thing up. So, <laughs> yeah, inevitably, inevitably, give it about uh, yeah. fifteen minutes, fifteen to twenty minutes. Usually, usually, how long it takes. Yep, for sure. Remember uh, the the Luke Weaver Emmanuel Rivera trade? Oh yeah, I think was oh, about yeah. fifteen minutes oh, after yeah. we got off the air that day. So, uh, uh, but again, yeah, we should have some updates from Mike Hazen tomorrow. So make sure to join us. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again for spending your lunch with us. We always enjoy you being here. On behalf of Fodge, Jesse, and myself, we appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you battle with the beast. <laughs>